This is Out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie. We are your hosts, Tracy Berry and Angie Bowen. How you doing, Angie? Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Good. I'm well, yeah. It's, well, it's, is that a step above good? Are you trying I to mean, one up me like right uh, away? Yeah, I'm not. I'm You're not, good. I'm, not. I'm well. Oh yeah, I'm well. Well, let's talk yeah. about how much better I am yeah, than yeah. you are. I'm well. Well, <laughs> all right. You win. Take that. I win. Uh huh. You can have it. One mark down for Tracy. You bet. You got it. <laughs> all yours. I appreciate that. Yeah. Anything I can do. Oh, well. So, um. We're back again. We are. We are. And this is our second episode of Out in Arkansas. Yes. We're now a part of the Arkansas Times Library of Podcasts, which you can find if you go to their website, arctimes.com. So I'm, I'm going to encourage them to maybe go to that website and check out the other podcasts. Well, that seems apropos. Yeah. yeah. Since... You know, they're hosting the show. Yeah. Like, we should probably drive people there, I guess. Yeah. That's probably the commercially accepted thing to yeah. do. Yeah. I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Driving you. There you go. Go do it. it. Get to it. Use go. the Googles. Get on it. Um, so, if you haven't listened to our first episode. Boy, are you missing uh, out. <laughs> right? So, right. go to that website. Go ahead and click on it and listen to that guy if you'd like. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, out in Arkansas, with Tracy and Angie, and um, yeah, all that. Give us a little more check. Check us out a little bit more. But if you're not familiar with us or with this podcast, our whole purpose here is to kind of bring visibility and representation to the LGBTQ community here in Arkansas. Yes. To share. That's it. Yes, that's it. That's what we're doing. We're, yes. We kind of talk all of the things. All the things. And sometimes more gay things, but otherwise all the things. Yeah. It's Pride Month. There's a lot of gay things there to are, talk there about. There are though. a lot yeah, of gay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's June, so there's yeah. all kinds of things are happening. Uh, and so I guess, you know, we might want to talk about how, how did Pride Month come about? Like, what's the history there? Why all of a sudden... Are all these gays <laughs> celebrating their pride in June? Where do they all come from? Where and why they do they from? think they need a whole month? <laughs> and why do they get reflective light? God. <laughs> yeah. That. So, 49 years ago, today, is when the Stonewall riots occurred in New York. Specifically, the Manhattan Yes. Area. So, do you do you know much about that happening? Um, well, I would first like to clarify, I was not alive at that time. I just want to, I just feel the need to say, I was not alive then. So, I did not directly witness or experience. Um, I don't know about you, yeah. but I wasn't there. Right. Um, <laughs> well, you're older than me. That was, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I had to it's go fine. there. It's, whatever. I, it's... <laughs> That's a destination that's gone too frequently. I'm fine. <laughs> um, I'm familiar with, I mean, basic premise, right? Um, this Whoops. was a point in time where uh, the LGBTQ community was forced largely underground. There were very few safe spaces. We had to create 
the best we could mm -hmm. to have those spaces, and those spaces were frequently raided by law enforcement, um, and many members of our community were, uh, let's say, mistreated, sometimes violently. So as a result of these raids, simply for attempting to find and create and attend spaces where they could be themselves. Mm -hmm. And um, as I think will happen with most things, um, everybody's got a threshold, right? Where right, for yeah. as long as you it's can, okay, yeah. you can take it so you much. Can take so and much. then, yeah. no. And, you hit your limit, you hit your limit. Yeah. I think Stonewall is a representation of the threshold was met and exceeded. Um, and one thing I know about Stonewall that I think has often been missed, mm -hmm. even within our own community, is um, it was trans women of color that first, like, threw that first brick. Right. Right? And I think that oftentimes when we talk about LGBTQ, I think we hear a lot about the L's, the G's, and the B's. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure that we give all credit as it's due to the T's because the they were the ones standing up and throwing the first brick yeah, on behalf saying, of hey, all of us. I'm over it. Like so that. that's one thing it's that I know and want to make sure to emphasize because I want other people to know that because I think that that is not necessarily widespread, commonly held knowledge. Right. So that's my synopsis. Yeah, that's too <laughs> There yeah. it is. Well, you know, and of course... I came out later in life. You know, I've been a lesbian my entire 44 years and some months, but I did not come out until my late 20s. Sure. And so there are times when I feel a little bit where my, I have a lack of knowledge when it comes to the history of our community. And so I wasn't really familiar with Stonewall and all of the happenings surrounding that until a, a couple, two, three years ago when I, when I got into the Big Gay Radio Show and I really started being more active in the community and became, you know, becoming somewhat of a, an, an activist. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would think that that probably, not to take something off of me, but I think, you know, we need to know this. Like, that's information that we need to know and it's interesting because, you know, we have what's called the Mattachine Society. And they are based out of D.C. And they gather documents, documentation, whether it's uh, from government documents or just different events that happen around the country and world to kind of archive it so we have our history there. So people know what has taken place, what has happened, where we used to be and where we've we've made it to. Um, I probably need to share that link. I don't know how many people know about about that organization. I didn't know about them until a couple of years ago. Um, but, so Stonewall happened. So finally, you know, they're getting bullied by, by the New York PD up there, and mm -hmm. they just, they met their limit, and they said, mm-mm, no, not taking it anymore. Someone threw that first brick, and then we had riots that broke out. And that kind of became uh, what, what we know as the beginning of our, uh, would you call it a revolution? I was going like to say, the gay civil rights movement. Gay, okay, civil rights yeah. movement. Yeah. Yeah. 
revolution i mean i mean tomato tomato <laughs> like basically same yeah same 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 yeah uh but not too many years after stonewall and again i was not aware of this event until a couple of years ago when at kaleidoscope which is our local lgbtq film festival mm-hmm. um we had Someone, um, what is his name? I have it here. Uh, Robert Kamina. He, he's from Texas, but he did a, a feature-length documentary on uh, what's called, the documentary is called Upstairs Inferno. So it was in Louisiana a few years after Stonewall. This year is their 45th anniversary. There was uh, a gay bar that, w- that doubled as a church. Well, now that's interesting. That was burnt mm-hmm. down. And they had people, there were people there socializing when this occurred and it went up so fast that many people lost their lives. Mm-hmm. And I found it very interesting. It was very heavy, super sad. So again, you know, people had to find these safe spaces. Mm-hmm. They couldn't just be out you know, even, like, you can't always do that everywhere now and this time either, but more so than you could then. Sure. And um, many of them lost their lives, and their family members, because they weren't out, didn't know mm-hmm. that their son or daughter or father um, or brother had died in that fire because they had no clue where they were at. Right. So what they what they think is they just disappeared. Yeah. For however long until they finally found out what actually happened. Yeah. Isn't that It is and it's trying to wrap my head around that. I when it when we were talking about it, like it reminds me of Pulse like two years ago that I think again you go to like members of our community go to a space that they have created slash found believing that it is a safe space and then um people external to that space come in and infringe upon that space and in a second take it from safe to like not remotely safe Mm -hmm. and dangerous and there i remember stories of people even in pulse two years ago whose their family members did not know that they mm-hmm. identified as part of the LGBTQ community and then here they were at the scene of the shooting in this club and then now family members know yeah or they suspect or they start asking questions mm-hmm. and it's god that's just way too familiar for 40 some odd years later yeah 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 you know, I can't tell you, I mean, how many times before I came out to my family or even, you know, a good majority of my friends that when I was, whether I was going out to Discovery or Sue Ellen's in Dallas, you know, or UBU here, uh, that there's no way I would disclose what it was to, right. my, to my family. You know, I'd just say, oh, I'm going to go out with friends. They had no clue where I was at yeah. or what I was doing because there's no way that I, at that time wanted them to have to know right or have a clue and if something 
you know, would have happened then, then I just can't imagine that. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Like, it's yeah. all terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. the thought of being in a place, like, that is probably one of the few safe spaces, and mm-hmm. you're there, and then in an instant, instead of it being a place, a safe space you go for a community, it becomes, God, like, you're trapped in it, and it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, and it flips just that, that quickly. Quick. Is That quick. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's very terrifying to yeah. me. Like, I can't, I can't comprehend that. Well, I found it very interesting that, because if I'm not mistaken, uh, Pulse in Orlando happened in June as mm-hmm. well, a couple years ago. And so, I mean, the, those three major events where people lost their lives, there was violence, mm-hmm. uh, happened in June. Yeah. So, you know, it, and, it, and well before Pulse, June was deemed or named uh, National Pride right. Month. But... So that's why, that's why June has, or is, yeah, officially Pride Month. And so that's why a lot of rainbows are flying. That's why you have the, the parades up in northwest Arkansas. And by the way, I think there was a record number of people that attended the northwest Arkansas uh, parade, Pride Parade, this year. I, I was not able to go. I saw a lot of posts. There were people everywhere it was really cool to see the number of corporate groups yeah that were represented in the parade up there this year yeah which is is really cool because you know unfortunately money talks it does and when it comes to things that maybe we need to see to further our equality uh we need those people behind us well, for sure. Yeah, either way money talks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's pretty good that the money is talking on our behalf this time. Right. Because <laughs> money yeah. does talk. Yeah. Uh, it can go either way. It can go either way. It's nice to see that it's saying better things right. about us now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I think that kind of takes us into, it's important because, again, just like... And, and I'm probably going to repeat this. Hopefully not every episode. People might Hopefully get not. <laughs> tired of it. we got to read it in their description. we got to hear it every episode. We got but it. You're gay. You're going to talk about gay stuff and <laughs> stories and yes. The visibility. Yes. Peace comes into play. You know, it's that's because of these types of events and still other things happening to people in our community. We have to have that visibility. So that's why pride. Yes. That's why the parades. That's why all of the events. Um, and that's why we are, that's, I guess, why I'm thankful that now we're starting to see it more so on TV. Mainstream media. Mainstream media. Yeah. Movies, TV, um, you know. All the media. All the medias. Podcasts. Podcasts. Right. (laughs) Radio. Podcasts. Podcasts in Arkansas. In Arkansas. Yeah. (laughs) Specifically on Mm -hmm. arctimes.com. Oh, right. That's gross. Stop it. (laughs) Just stop. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. But, so that's, you you just mentioned to me, and I was not aware that this Well, um, because it's on TV. Yeah, because I don't. It's on TV. Yeah, that's right. And, I don't have TV. TV. 
I mean, I have a TV. You do. I don't have like you do an antenna or a satellite or cable. I can stream. Yes. I don't even have internet at my house. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm know super. I'm simple. I use. I have my phone. I have a hotspot on my phone. Well, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yes, but for the rest of us, or many of us, I won't say the rest of us, many of us, who still consume TV and other media, um, yeah, the whole visibility, like increased visibility, increased representation equals increased relatability. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, the show normal, I was telling you about. Yes. Yeah. Um, was Pose. It's a show called Pose. It's on FX. It's done by uh, Ryan Murphy, is like the main guy of Glee and American Horror Story, which I didn't, I mean, whatever. I Some people I like it, but get whatever. Into Glee. I got um, into the first season of American Horror Story. See, I couldn't do yet. Yeah. N- nah. Nah. Nope. Anyway. anyway. Uh, <laughs> but he's done Pose now, and that I can, that. You can get down with I, I can get down with that. Um, and what I was super. So I was, I was actually very skeptical and very hesitant to even watch it. Because I was like, oh man, here goes a gay white guy with a gazillion dollars. Like, uh, are we really going to get this correct? Are we? Because I'm a little bit, I'm always hesitant. Right, yeah. No, um, makes sense. And especially because I do work a lot with the trans community so i'm always super skeptical like oh god like are they gonna step in it how many times like what is this oh god like don't give me a dallas buyers club where you hire a cis hetero dude to play that like don't like that's problematic right um i was super super relieved and actually even excited to watch and realize um these are not only so the the show is very persons of color centric which i was like oh my god like yep this needs to happen and Uh this is okay sweet uh and then on top of it i was very even more like yeah very excited to learn that it is i mean these are trans actors portraying trans characters and these Mm -hmm. are trans actors of color leading i mean this is what the series is centered around is these stories in the 80s and i was like this is amazing uh because we actually have like the actual representation this is trans women Mm -hmm. of color telling stories about trans women of color right which seems like a very novel concept but i think we can recognize that it's still it's pretty significant. And I actually made the the comment to my partner as we were watching the first episode. I was like, um, so just the representation on this show, like this many members of the trans people of color, mm-hmm. that community, this show alone has got to have probably doubled, maybe quadrupled mm-hmm. the representation, like, of that. Cumulatively of the last 20 years wow. of this demographic. And it's happening in every episode. There's, I mean, you know, there's a couple of fringe, like, white characters yeah. in the background where mm-hmm. I think they should be, quite frankly. Uh, we've, we've been hogging a lot of right. media for a it's really just, long time. It's time that, yeah. Um, but it's super, like, yeah, and I think that it's respectfully done. I think, um, I mean, they brought uh, Ryan Murphy and whomever he works with mm-hmm. they brought in janet mock 
As an executive producer, they've brought in Our Lady J. These are two very prominent trans women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they're doing it respectfully. I think that they're doing re- it responsibly. And it's actually, like, it's a really cool show. And I think it shows... So is it a, is it a drama? Is it a... I mean, is it... So it's kind of like, um... I would call it almost like a dramatic musical, if that's a thing. Huh. I would call it that. Okay. Um, and I would... The musical component, because this show focuses in particular, and it's in New York and in the 80s, so you're getting lots of stuff about, um the HIV epidemic, okay. like, at the forefront of it, right. like, at the very beginning of it. Uh-huh. Um, and they're doing, like, God, it's just some really powerful stuff. It's accurate and it's powerful. Uh, but you're also getting what was, and I think still is to a certain extent, some of the culture within persons of color in the LGBTQ community, which is there's there's something called the house culture. Uh-huh. So essentially there would be um, house mothers Right, which are that like some of the in. older trans women, often, that would bring in like LGBTQ youth who had been kicked out by their parents, mm-hmm. and they would invite them into their homes, and they would f- essentially like they would set up their own family system, from what you know, which they had been rejected from, like family of origin stuff. This was another level of community, but it went beyond community, and they very intentionally, specifically set up a family like a house and there was a like an acknowledged mother who functioned completely in that capacity and that's something that again i think like maybe the origins of stonewall a lot of people don't know like the trans women of color throw the bricks um there was very much the house mother and the family structure that was very much and and again i think to maybe lesser degrees now but that was a huge part of that community for people of color and so you get to see that represented mm-hmm. and that's part of a history that i think is not frequently told or known so you see that and it's all around the um so they had this culture that was balls like you go and you walk in these grand balls like every weekend and they have different uh-huh. themes <laughs> but it's like i mean and it's just and that's part again part of the culture that i think a lot of people don't know yeah that that was very much I mean, it was I, a big deal. Well, and here, I'm just going to say, I'm completely transparent. Like, I'm just going to, I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still, that, I just, time. I just learned something from you right now because I didn't know that, that part of it. I didn't know that history. I didn't know what houses, quote unquote, yeah. were. Um, you know, because we've had different groups here in Little Rock, House of Avalon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that there's some other ones. That's the one that I'm most familiar with. And I never really understood. I was like, oh, okay, they're a group of friends that, uh, you know, whatever. But I did not know. That makes more sense to me now, hearing that information. Well, and I think it's certainly not people of color, but maybe our best example of that is was the pink house in Conway. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Where Robert and John, like, took kids in. Yeah. Younger members of the community that had been rejected by their own, like, their own family systems, mm-hmm. family of origin, and took them in mm-hmm. and as, like, as members of their family. Right. And I think it's it's very, very similar. It's very similar. It's just Pose covers it in New York and specific to the communities of color. And I, it's just... I think it's a very, it's an important thing to know, and it's a pretty yeah. powerful thing to be able to watch. And, like, mm-hmm. I feel like they're accurately portraying. I have, I have, frankly, not a 
whole lot other than googling i don't have a way to, right, to guarantee to that they're being check, accurate oh, yeah, to check everything, um, yeah. but what i have looked at is i mean it seems well, to be pretty part, accurate yeah. and janet Sounds mock like is involved pretty so. moving it is Can like be. i i don't even know how many episodes we've watched like i don't know three or four episodes and there's more than one occasion i've probably been teary-eyed i think there yeah. was um there was like a holiday like a christmas episode mm. that we just watched that yeah. was like so some of um the the air quote children that are in the house yeah um kind of share their stories about what it was like for them as kids and some of the like the christmases and how they missed that since they've been rejected but mm-hmm. also like there's one trans woman who as a child wanted I don't want to do like a whole lot of spoilers, but basically yeah. wanted something that is a stereotypically readily recognized women or like female fashion accessory. Let's call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the backlash with which that is met at her house, because as far as her parents are concerned, they have a little boy. Right. Um, and so there are stories like that Ugh. that are woven in, yeah. and it was pretty. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's on FX. Yes, it's on FX. And so you, we, so, yeah, we stream so it, you, I think. I was about to say, you can stream that? I wonder yes. What, like on a... Like we get it through direct now, direct but... TV or something like that, yeah. you can stream it? Gotcha. But I'm sure like Because I may have someone's code. Oh, well, there you go. T- <laughs> yes. You so can I can do direct. that using my hotspot mm-hmm. in my house with... We're, we're going to bring no you TV all up service. into it. You you're going you're gonna, gonna, you're gonna to drag gonna. me up into it. Yeah. I'm going to have to check out Pose. You know, and so that's one of of many. I mean, we've had several mainstream uh, CBS, right, or ABC. Now I'm trying to think of the ones right. that have um, that have had the, the sitcoms. Oh, where, for sure. You know, they either have a gay couple that it's based around or, you know, or at least an LGBTQ individual that's a part of the cast. Yeah, as, and I think, yeah. It, even if, if they're not LGBTQ in real life, they're playing that person, you know, in their role. Yeah, and I think we're moving, that. I think the things like, um, the series like Pose and like the new Queer Eye, which you have to watch that also, um, they're moving us past like the token gay character and into like gays could actually make a show right like lgbtq characters could make a show they could be the vehicle of the show and not just the often problematic token gay character and i think that that's that's a very significant shift Mm -hmm. and yeah the queer eye i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna catch you up on that too because we know you don't watch it um (laughs) the new queer eye so in like their opening thing, I, I think they pretty well nailed it. They said uh, so like the first queer eye, yeah, was kind of the the goal was to strive for tolerance. In this, like the new queer eye or this iteration of queer eye, is striving towards acceptance. But what I really, really, really love. So there's they do have um, the ethnic diversity. I cannot, I'm sorry, I cannot stand that term tolerance. But anyway, well, it's sorry, started, I didn't mean to We gotta start you. somewhere. I know, we did. We gotta start somewhere. We did. And see, they've moved on. They're they're okay. into acceptance. Thank now. goodness. Um, so there there is ethnic and racial diversity. 
in the cast of this new Queer Eye. Um, but more importantly, I think, they've clearly placed a premium on intersectionality this time. Hmm. So it's not, they don't just right. go in and like make straight dudes pretty. That's not what this is anymore. Like, not at all. I mean, there's an episode where um, they have one of... Karamo, that's his name. He's one of my favorites. Um, he is a member of the African-American community. They go out and they end up doing like... And, and they're in Georgia. And so sometimes they're in very rural Georgia. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was... Um, God, their makeover it. was on a, a white hetero cop in rural Georgia and Karamo is understandably hesitant yeah, and resistant. I'm, I'm a and there's also about that, oh for sure. Um, and then there's uh Tan and I oh, this is I believe he is well, he's of Middle Eastern descent and I believe he's Pakistani. Nobody get mad at me because there was an episode I'm trying to think of it in my head. Mm-hmm. Um so and as a joke, right, like the people who nominated the cop um, one, so the friends of the cop who's nominated, as a joke, they pull over the Queer Eye guys as they're pulling into town, right? Uh-huh. And then asking for license registration. Karamo happens to be driving. Oh. And Tan is in the back, and Karamo is like, I don't have my license. And so we as the audience can kind of feel that. Tell that it's a setup, right? But oh, Karamo okay. doesn't. Karamo and Tan don't because for them the fear is very real. Right, right. And so when it finally gets around to disclosing I'm just messing with you, I think it's Tan that goes, you can't do that to brown people. That's not funny to brown people. Yeah. And that was a part of the show. And I was like, holy, wow. like they are, yep, they're very intentional. They are doing some stuff right now. Like wow. they are going right into and then there's later karamo's in the episode like just with the cop who's getting the makeover yeah and admits to his hesitancy about wanting to come and do this makeover and for a white police officer and the fear he has because his son like he has to sit his son down and go you can't do the stuff that your friends do when you meet a cop and he's telling this like to the white cop like and here's my hesitancy right and the cop is just like, I get that and I hate that. And not all cops are like that, but I understand what you're saying. And they had like this really honest, this like dialogue, there was just a this very like, yeah. authentic, honest dialogue from both sides of it. And at the end of it, you, I mean, they both verbalized that they had moved somewhat because of that conversation. And it was mm-hmm. just. On both and, sides. Like, yeah. Like, in so, yeah, almost yeah. every episode has something, like, some moment like that. Because it's, wow. they're clearly very intentional about intersectionality. And it's, it's not just making uh, straight guys pretty anymore. Like, this is so... So much more than it's, that. It's great. Angie, wisely done. It's respectfully done. And I cry virtually every episode. I'm not even going to lie you're, about you're, it. You're, you're going you're to end up watching TV. You're going to make me start watching. You're going to watch TV. <laughs> Dang gum. Only good TV. Uh, I don't want crap TV. Just good TV. Yeah, good TV. Okay. Like world changing, increase acceptance, increase dialogue, increase visibility. Oh, no, yeah. No, I, that kind of TV. I mean, you sold me. Well, there you go. I'm, no, I mean. I'm gonna, maybe I can get you, kickbacks or we, something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
You know, and, and everybody loves that show. It's not just the LGBTQ community no. that watches that show. That's honestly. why it's so I mean, smart. We have, yeah, so smart. Yeah. Because then in, within that show, you hear stories. Like, I yes. mean, you, you start to Every time. you start to relate to those those people on maybe the, the other side. Maybe they're not on the other side, but you know, or at least it it makes it more real to those people who maybe it's just not that real to. Yeah. I just watched one yesterday that was um, again rural Georgia, very religious community, and it was they actually had done a makeover on a mom. So like the guys were excited because they don't typically do makeovers women. on women. Yeah, and so they were excited, but she was just like the sweetest, kindest mom ever, um, who happened to have a gay son, and it was around this mom is heavily involved in the church in rural Georgia. Uh, when her son first came out to her, she was not accepting. She felt like abomination because that's right. what God said. So they talked about the story. Supposedly. Like, so, yeah. So the son yeah. was hesitant to come back for their church homecoming. Mm. Um, and But they, again, they incorporated that into the episode. Like told mom's side and mom's eventual, uh, eventual evolution and then the son who's still hesitant and resistant to come back and doesn't want to go to the church. And mom talks about, she sat down, she f- realized, and at one point sat down, sat her son down and apologized to him because she had not reacted well. And basically, I did not love you as that's as I'm commanded to do. And, wow. like, yeah. So Ooh. they, like, get there. Like, Heavy. it's good stuff. It's, good. it's really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It is. Okay, so pose and clear. So I'd probably check that out. If I, I'm <laughs> just saying, maybe if you need something to watch, out. like these are good things. But I, I love it though. I mean, I love that my list mm-hmm. of things that I need to watch, you know, because of well, for one, because it's just good. It is good. And for two, because it's it represents the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And that list keeps growing, which yes. is awesome. So just this week, you know, you were telling me about pose, and then. I had a, a good buddy of mine. He's one of my best guy friends, and he's straight. Love him to death. He loves me to death. Um, but he he I got a text from him earlier this week, and it said, "Hey, you have Netflix, right?" <laughs> I was like, "Hey, yeah, I don't have, have TV. Have I don't have. You. <laughs> yes, we'll I have do have Netflix." And he's like, "Oh, you've got to watch this Nanette." Um, on Netflix, check it out. I was like, okay. I mean, you gonna give me a little something more than just no? Nah, just watch it. <laughs> but yeah. he he has watched it, and so it's a an Australian uh, female lesbian comedian. She has her own show on Netflix now, and it's called Hannah Gadsby, Nanette. And so Hannah Gadsby is the comedian, and I'm not sure where the Nanette comes in, but uh. We'll be expecting a report. You know, when, when, after mm-hmm. I watched the mm-hmm. first few episodes. But he said it's great because, of course, she'll crack the, air quotes, lesbian, you know, jokes and things like right. that. But she shares some of her kind of personal stories, you know, of her sexuality and uh, childhood turmoil and, and things that, that she went through. But she keeps it light. Yeah, you know, and and she uses that uses that as a part of her um, comedy skits. 
So I should watch that after I watch Queer yeah, Eye. Yeah. So or so when you need that, pose, little, like so, bring me like back. I'm done crying. So yeah. I'm gonna cue up <laughs> Hannah and then I'll start laughing. So then you can like go to sleep on a happy Woo! note. All right. Cool. Yeah. 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 But you know we're seeing more. We have we have what is Tig Notaro. I mean. She's another lesbian yeah. comedian. She's awesome. Uh, and then, I mean, there's just so many more now that are out there, and they're doing great things. And, of course, just like that, even with their, their comedy, they can get, you know, pretty, I guess, I mean, I don't even know other, any other way to say it, but heavy yeah. with the content. It's like, hey... Yeah, I'm here to entertain you, and I'm going to make some jokes. You're going to laugh, but I'm also going to make sure that you you remember or you realize that, you know, this is also real, and right. they and they're um, they're being somewhat of I don't know, if, I mean, whether it's activism or, um, come on, Ange, you always get me when my tongue's tied. It's the I other, know. It's but the other one, A word that you're more an advocate, advocacy, advocacy, advocacy um, for our community. But. Well, yeah, and I think ultimately, again, it's visibility and representation. Yeah. Where it's, look, see, so you, the things that I say are funny, you can identify with these things and they make you laugh. Hey, P.S., don't forget I'm gay. So yeah. you laughed at a gay person. Yeah. So maybe we're not that bad. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. that's, a, that's an oversimplification, but that's, right. I mean, that's the idea behind it, mm-hmm. right? Is you can identify with this person and you can find some point of connection and re- relatability with this person, and then that, potentially defeat stereotypes you've held about the community to which they belong. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, just, I mean, and of course, for me, those things being available, so readily available, because, you know, most in Arkansas, it's not necessarily the case because we have so many rural areas. We're like in the worst in the, in, in the nation when it comes to broadband and access to Wi-Fi. Um, but for, I don't even know if I can say the most part, but I think it's very important for especially the southern states yes. and those individuals who are maybe even Midwest, the center of the country, Oklahoma, uh, Texas, and Kansas, South, Missouri. Kansas, Mis- Missouri, to, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that we have this readily available. I mean, for... Not only adults in our community, but for the younger age Well, yeah. Group, Do you, you remember know? searching, like looking anywhere you could to find out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... I think, what was yes. it? I think Better Than Chocolate may have been the first thing oh. I saw. We watched a anyway, lot of bad a, gay a movies bad just because they were gay. Bad. Like, that's that's 100% true. I can attest <laughs> yeah. to that. Like, that has like, absolutely happened. Shut up! This is really bad, but God, there's gays in it. We should watch it because, I mean, it's, yeah, this is terrible. But also gays. Yeah. Yeah. Just to be able to, yeah. So there's more quality stuff Mm -hmm. happening now. Because, of course, even, and we've said this before, like when we've we've talked about um, movies that are specifically geared towards the LGBTQ community. That doesn't mean that those are the only people that can watch those movies because right. you can still, as a straight person, watch uh, one of those movies and relate to it because it's, it's love. Right. It might be between two people of the same sex, but you still experience those same things, those mm-hmm. same feelings, whether it's same sex or, or opposite. Right. And so 
but for that to be available for for our younger generation to making it even more normal right you know is to me is is awesome you know, because again, I think that shows them that hey, your life isn't over. I guess, or you can you can still you can still live and be happy. Like there's still this is a thing, and you're not the only one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that. And it's a it's a thing. It's enough of a thing that which is important. You can search movies and TV and yeah. books and well, like it's it's enough of a thing. Mm-hmm. So you are at far from the only one. Yeah. 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 So it's big and thank thank goodness it's it's becoming even more of a thing now. I know. Now I'm thinking about the movie Love Simon and I didn't see it in the theater, but I really want to see it. But it's basically like a it's like a high school kid who comes out to his parents, but then they kinda of do somewhere in there flip the script and where like the hetero kids end up sitting down their parents and saying, Hey, I need you to know this. I need to tell you this. And they're like, Are you sure? How do you know? Like all that <laughs> right. I totally Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in theaters and not for very long here, <sighs> admittedly. Uh but yeah, I totally I need to see that. I don't know when it's gonna come out, but I yeah. need to see it. Like, I don't know when it's out on streaming or Blu-ray or whatever. Uh-huh. But put it on your list. Put it on the list. Put it on your list. <laughs> I know you have a DVD player. I, I think love, you have a VHS I I DVD <laughs> player, actually. I think you do. I do. Uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so it won't come out in VHS. You know what, what else I have? This is funny. I don't know why I always tell all myself. Because um, it's fun. I know, because it is fun. I, I, I love it when people laugh at me. Uh-huh. Um, but yes, I do have a VHS DVD player. Wait, I also wait, wait, wait. have. What color is it? No, it's black. What? But no, I have another. So I have another one that's just a DVD player that's in my room. Uh huh. That's pink. There it is. Because <laughs> so, we need to gender I mean, electronics. Yeah, because we yes. need to gender electronics. So again, like I didn't, I didn't have even a DVD player for the longest. I just. This is like I think not shocking. To one me. went out, or uh, I had back when we had that big ice storm, yeah, eight years ago or something like that. Yeah. Like anyway, my electricity was out for eight hours. But when initially when the electricity went out, all of my appliances were fried, oh. and so I uh, lost a lot of crap. And one and of those things was the DVD, DVD player. player. Well, so one of my best friends that used to be a roommate of mine that moved back to Albuquerque had came back into town to visit and she was staying with me and it's kind of her thing like she goes out late at night you know she has some beer has some Jaeger whatever and then she'll come home I met her squeebs yeah yeah totally met her she'll come home and then she wants to watch tv right well and Kind of pass it, pass it out on the couch or whatever. You truly said at that time, and so she was like, "Dude, like, listen, we got to go to Target. <laughs> like, there's, I can't be here for a week and not." I was like, "All right, all right, all right." So we we head down the road to Target like, right before they close, uh, like the second night she was in town, and literally. Like, I'm just like, I'm, Squeebs, I'm not going to spend 100 bucks on a DVD player for you to watch. Because I'm not going to really make use of this after you leave. And so, 
That's like the only, they didn't have it in black. It was out of stock in black. And so I had is to it purchase. at least like Hello Kitty or something? I had to or purchase. Straight up pink. A pink. <laughs> and I'm not, hey, listen, I like pink. I'm okay well, with pink. I mean, you, I mean, you do you. But it's not like what I want my right? appliances to be. Yeah, well, I, yeah. So if anybody out there has a young teenager or you yourself likes pink and would like a pink DVD player. I was going to say, are you going to sell that thing now or are you going to give it away? <laughs> no, I'll give it away for okay, free. Okay, great. I was going to say, You can don't, have don't Tracy's pink DVD player. <laughs> Will you autograph it? Maybe then you can sell it. Maybe then you can sell it. Otherwise, you just got to give that thing away. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not selling it. I'm giving it oh, away. Right. It'll be a giveaway. All right. I mean, it's like it, it just, it just bugs me. It bugs me. I Because I don't really use it. And it's just this only. Do you want to spray paint it black? Pink thing. Just so it's. No, 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 I don't want to spray paint anything. Well, I'm just saying. Whatever. No, I'm not the. Do you want me to paint I'm not it? The, I'm not the artist that you are. Yeah, you can do. <laughs> I'm just paint it. I'm <laughs> going to paint it, and then it'll be all right. Then, then even if you don't then use it'll it, like it'll, a, it'll still be It'll be, nice. be a piece of art. That's right. Even if you don't use it'll it, a piece it'll of still art be nice. there. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, where was I? Go- oh, we were just talking about my my appliances. We kind of got off track there, didn't we? Again. <laughs> That's so shocking <laughs> that we would, that get we off would track. do that. You bet. That we would that do that. Shocking. Um, but no. So you know, I would like to. I'm excited that we have things like that to share on a consistent basis. And when we come across it, I mean, we'll try to share it with you. So if you if you know of things that maybe we haven't shared with others, or you've come across. Whether it's a comedian, it's a movie, it's a body of art, like a, a work, a body of art, work. <laughs> I'm just going to let you I just, just get <laughs> through that one. Like, I just wanted to see where it was going to go. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to let you. I want to know. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would like to know about it. Yeah. You know, so then we can kind of steer people that way. Um so, but yeah, so my mind, I got, <laughs> I lost myself, what I was saying just for a second. Anyway, I think that representation, the, representation matters. If you see our community represented in various yes. forms of media slash arts, and just tell us if we don't Please talk about us it, because maybe we don't know. Maybe we don't know. And and just so you know, you're not always going to have to just listen to Angie and I. We will have guests as well. And and if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, if you have a story that you would like to share, whether it's about your, your coming out or maybe it's about your brother or sister's coming out or, you know, it could be, it could be anything. Um, we would love to. Everybody's got a story. Everybody has a story. And it's and important to share. Yeah. Like so, and so I think that's another thing, too. And I, we were about to close out, but I want to talk about that, too, because that brings me back to another thought I had earlier. Um, because it's not just members or LGBTQ individuals that experience this. Right. You know, we have family members. We have friends. We have coworkers. We have, um, you know, allies that... They have a story to tell as well, you know, that, sure. that may have walked through this with us, you know, and and that's just as important. And what what that jogged my mind to was there was a, um, there was an article this week in Rolling Stones, and I did not read all of it. 
Uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Rolling Stones is oh, the group. Sorry. I don't, I don't sorry. know. I don't want anyone getting sued about anything. I don't know if that happens. Just want to go like. Those, my Claire apologies. My, no, 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 we're good. My apologies. Like Walmart. Stones the band. Or the Stones the magazine. Sorry. Yep. Yep. yep, yep. Rolling Stone the yes. magazine. And it was saying, you know, as. Basically, should straight people go to these pride festivals and these parades and things like that? And I, again, I want to say that I did not read the entire article, but I'm pretty sure. I would, I would, I would almost bet that it, by the end of that article, or maybe somewhere in the middle, at some point in that article, it's saying, yes, you should definitely attend those things to show your support of that community. Well, now I'm going to read the article to find out yeah. if you're right or not. Well, <laughs> gonna, so then you're going to, God, i got to read? <laughs> that was not part of the deal, man. I know. But uh, I would like to kind of piggyback off because I, uh, I, I, I feel like that is very important. I mean, we have to have the support of our, our heterosexual friends and family of our members, of our allies. Fellow big C community. I think that's the thing. Okay. Like, there's community, there's big C community, which is beyond the whole, the... whatever identifier we're talking about uh-huh. at the moment. And it's like, okay. big C, just everybody in near vicinity, yeah. like big C. Yeah. yeah. That's just my philosophy on that. Because even if you have the representation, right, so we get the visibility, the representation... The statistics are flawed, but everybody knows the 10% rule. Uh, even if everyone within that 10% stood up, while that would be 100% participation in our community, that would be 10% overall. So we absolutely need allies and supporters from the larger community mm-hmm. to further our initiatives and stories. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Bottom yeah. line. Bottom line. Otherwise, you're just preaching to the choir, right? Yeah. And that doesn't change a no, lot of minds. No, it doesn't change a lot of minds at all. No. 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 So, you allies that are listening out there, you guys are just as important as the little C's. Is that what... Am I, am I taking your story in the right way? Or sure. Like yeah. <laughs> well, um, but little C sounds... Uh, no. Then okay. you're, you're equally important to our Because then I'm going to start thinking like capital C's and lowercase C's. Well, then somebody <laughs> might go a completely different direction with T and A, and I just don't even oh, want to get involved God, in that. Yeah, all the, all the letters um, and C's and T's and A's. Yeah. Um, but we appreciate that you're listening, and we hope that you continue to listen. And we would also like to encourage you to share your stories Um in support of yes our community yes so um i think that's it that is episode. it angie uh, again, i am done that is done. it angie's done she's like i'm done we'll see you next thursday well i would like to thank you guys for for listening once again and um please continue to check us out go to facebook like our page out in arkansas with tracy and angie um, thank you, Arkansas Times, for letting us be a part of your library of podcasts. And we will see you next week. And you're week. welcome, Arkansas Times, and for us being a part welcome. of your catalog. <laughs> thank you. And, and you're, you're welcome. welcome. This has been Out in Arkansas with Tracy and Angie. Have a good week. Till next week.